the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. And the watch this is thank you to NIL. Welcome back to another episode of Name Image Podcast. Back after a, a little bit of a, a break. Uh, we told you guys don't expect consistency from us because life happens. And uh, until you guys actually, you know, like share the pod with your friends and we can grow and make this our day job, uh, it's just going to happen where we have to uh, actually work our day job. So there you go. It's it's on you, fans. It, yeah. we're, we're blaming this on you. Yeah, because we've been working so hard on our day yeah. job. <laughs> Just kidding. Here we are. Uh, I'm here, as always, with Big Mike. It's a beautiful Friday today. Mike, how are you feeling? Fuck, it is not beautiful. It's colder than shit outside. It's cold. It's clear. It's clear and cold. It's that's clear. true. That's true. It's that, as opposed to cold and, you know, can't breathe air. I guess I guess you have a point there, Kyle. But I listen, I'm feeling great. Got, got a cup of the jitter juice. Nice and hot. You know, we're, we're moving and grooving. It's Friday. I mean, life's good, buddy. Like, how, how are you doing? Yeah, I didn't sleep much last night. I can't lie. So, <laughs> tell me why. What a little, yeah, a little, little tired. It's uh, yeah, it's something about dairy, I guess. Can't have any dairy in the fucking household, otherwise, Lila freaks out. But anyways, <laughs> here we are. We're here. We're we're awake. We're alive. Uh, it's beautiful. And boy, do we have a full slate of college football and college basketball to discuss. Listen, this is. This is episode, what, what is it in Star Wars, episode four, Return of the Jedi? This is episode 23, Return of College Football. Because as much as I've been trying to duck and dodge it, it just will not go away. And Kyle, I know you're just, you're, I keep, I'm guess, you're probably standing at your standing desk. You're so excited. I am standing at my standing desk. This is correct. <laughs> this is correct. Um, it's just, it's got, you got to get the blood flowing. If I start sitting too early, it's it's just... <laughs> I, I'm just planted there, and I gotta actually work today, and so I gotta I gotta be on my toes. Gotta be on my toes, literally. So here we actually work today. I have to actually work today. Right. Oh man, we tried, we tried. There you go. There you go. But once again, welcome back to uh to Naming Move Podcast. We're gonna break down a little bit of a lot of college football offseason nonsense, but like it's it's spicier than like the normal nonsense. I feel just because you got there's just a lot more money involved. I guess now. Right. Right. Um, a lot going on. So where did you want to start uh, as we kind of dive into the college football and then wrap it up with college basketball? I mean, I, I think we go in order of the less spiciness, uh, less spicy being Harbaugh. Harbaugh reportedly staying. I was really hoping that this would have been like a done deal before we hopped on here. But I, I mean, all signs pointing to Harbaugh staying. And Kyle, I really more so just wanted to get your your thoughts, your, your thoughts on matter because my thoughts are – if he was offered that job at the Minnesota Vikings and the numbers were like, it, I can't imagine he was getting paid drastically lower than Michigan, if not getting paid more. Why wouldn't you just leave, Kyle? Tell me why. Tell me why he doesn't just leave. Well, for what he might not have, he might not have even gotten the offer. Right. right. Have, I'm saying know. under the assumption that he was offered the job because he was kicked around with the Raiders, he was kicked around with the Vikings. Like, right. I it feel is like weird. there was there was an opportunity there for him to return. Tell me, tell me why, Kyle. Tell me why he doesn't do it. I don't know. Uh, it's it's bizarre. It, it really is. And and it's funny is because like all this was dance. He picked like the worst time to like dance around this stuff because the early signing period basically is, is going on now. Like he's already lost recruits because of it, right? Like he already has. Right. And like for me as a Michigan State fan, 
I'm ha- like, hey, if he stays, like, good for him. He's good for the rivalry <laughs> because he provides a constant amount of hate that we like. We just hate Jim Harbaugh just because, of course, he's the head coach of Michigan. But it's also nice because he's just not a threat. Like, yeah, he had a good season last year, and that's good for the rivalry, right? You have right. like, we and it doesn't matter if Michigan State beat him anyways. But he's never going to recruit on the Ohio State Alabama level, right? He's never going to recruit there, right? So. Right. It's not like he's going to be this Death Star Georgia of a of a threat. Like he's just always going to be there, and he's always going to be annoying. So, as for Michigan State fans, it's like sure, like welcome, like because the worst case scenario is he leaves, and then Michigan actually pulls her head out of their ass and like says, "Hey, maybe we should actually start, I don't know, investing in this program a little bit more and like right. like right. getting with the times because they are just the epitome of just stodgy old." white university just doesn't want to like you know adapt with the times and nil and pay the players and blah 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 because it's it's an honor to play for university of michigan well you know what yeah you can only get by on that for so long so it's like and and i think i I think and this is where this is where my stance is because you mentioned it you mentioned it briefly like Okay, last year, like every like everything went right for Michigan, right? Like like they won the games they were supposed to. They finally beat. I mean, I know they fumbled one to the Spartans, but like they finally beat Ohio State. The stars aligned. They got in. Like there was just so many years and so much blood, sweat, and tears that went in to like oh, like we finally have made it. We made yep. it to the big dance, and then you just got shit on by all accounts a across the board more talented SEC team, and I think that that's a bigger picture for all Big Ten school. Like I think. Ohio State inevitably will probably be the only school that's going to compete in the next year or two with like SEC talent. But like, if you're Harbaugh, it's like, like I, I guess my question is like, and it might maybe more so props to not being deterred, like deterred by doing all that work, getting there, and then just getting your your head slapped. Like, I mean, I guess for me, it's like if you had the NFL, like you did everything you kind of do at least on paper at Michigan, like you achieved everything that you're it's seemingly you're going to be able to achieve. Why not just go to the pros? We're like, I, I think he's a, a better fit for a pro style coaching job, but I don't know. That's just me. yeah. I, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where I, I think he's comfortable at Michigan. I'm sure, like sure. he is always going to be loved there, you know. And yeah, he's gotten a little bit of momentum, but it's he's already he's already behind, right? He's he's just already behind now, you know. Michigan State, if you look at how we're recruiting, obviously Ohio State's recruiting, uh, Penn State, those types of teams. It's they went all in and and he was kind of pussyfooting around. I don't blame him. Right. Like you go out and, you know, interview for those jobs. But it was just the timing of it all and like the uncertainty of it all. And even he's coming back and he's like, I'll be around for as long as Michigan wants me. Right. And it's like, that's not really what you want to (laughs) Like, well, you know, and that's what I mean. It seemed like everything about this was like so, like, like he, he was half-hearted either way. Like it wasn't like he was like showing his signs of like really wanting to make a return to the NFL. And then on the flip side, like it wasn't like he was like jumping up on the table saying he's fully committed to like Michigan. Like it was the most like eh? like it, it, transaction that was happening at the moment. And to do it on National Signing Day when you have kids across the country sitting down about to choose and they're looking at these headlines like oh harbaugh's like expect an interview with the vikings today it's like well what the fuck like right right yeah it's it's bizarre but hey you know what welcome back jim you know we're i'm looking forward to beating you more and more because it just uh it never gets old let me <laughs> let me tell you and, right. it, and, and it might swap for a little bit right there might be some you know, okay like michigan eventually is gonna you know be they're always gonna be there or thereabouts but it's uh like i said it's just it, it, it's 
it's one of those just weird things where it's like that just doesn't bother me at all. I honestly, I would have been more a little bit more apprehensive if he did leave because then I'm like, well, shit, like what if they actually do figure it out? And, <laughs> you know, right. So, well, yeah. uh, on the topic of National Signing Day, we're going to we're just going to hop over to, you know, College Station and Jimbo, our, our main <laughs> man, Jimbo, somehow pulling out the number one recruiting class in, in this season. And I and I know we were talking about it before, and you're like, it's not a, not a shocker to you. I'm not saying, I guess, necessarily it's a full-blown shocker to me, but, like, Texas A&M, like, are, are they back, Kyle? Are we back? Are we, are we ready to talk about Texas A&M being, like, a national contender? Right. Well, like, like I said, if, if you look at kind of it, – it's one of those things where it's, like, revenue generated or revenue by the sure. boosters or whatever sure. it is. They are, like, well and above in the top, if not the top. Like they put so much money, they have a, a very, very, very wealthy donor base. Well, very and it's because it's because they're built up like like the church, right? Like like right. we we put ten percent of our earnings out here in Utah. Like the alumni base probably puts twenty five percent. Right, like, and, it's the cult. And it's funny, you know, Michigan State got that. We now we have two billionaires, which is incredible. Like they have hand over fist, like like many. They have many oil. <laughs> They have, they have two per class. Right, right. I'm not even kidding. Like, it's just crazy. Um, but so Jimbo is right around National Signing Day. Uh, there was some questions that were brought up um, about just like having number one class and NIL and things like that. And Jimbo was just, uh, boy, he was not having it. Let me, I'm trying to find, there's there's a string of different <laughs> quotes. Um, but there's one I just passed a second ago. Um, that was, uh, he, he, he was getting spicy. He was getting spicy because you know, people are starting to say like, okay, well, obviously like money's involved. Like, is this class bought and paid for? Absolutely. It's absolutely bought and paid for. There's probably some talent there, you know, that, that wanted to go to Texas A&M, but just like you're questioning it being like Texas A&M, like really like, you know, is it like, what's the draw there? Right. Um, my God, this is horrible. Sorry. I, I passed it. And now I'm trying to. Well, it, it, it was the same. While you find it, it was essentially it was the hypocrisy of last season, Bryce Young, eight hundred thousand dollar NIL deal, like, and it was being publicly flaunted by like Saban, and everybody was like, "Man, like, this is cool. Like, what a new era of of you know college football." And then Jimbo just lost it. It was right. Just, he, just yeah, he, out the hypocrisy. He was one of them. He said because he he doubled down on the the statements, basically calling accusations. You know that that like you know you're there's there is NIL. There's there is technically structured to NIL and the way he's doing it is not within that structure. Uh, he basically doubled down calling the accusations insulting calls writers and clo- coaches clowns in a lengthy tirade. I know how they recruit too. I know things. Trust me. You don't want to go down that Avenue. You're not that guy, pal. Basically. You're not, you're not, you're not that guy. Well, and because he is, he is from the Saban camp. So he, he probably not. Nick Saban had that red dot on Jimbo's forehead immediately. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're up. saying they're saying that the the class because it's the number one class, the highest rated class of all time. Um, like the reports are saying that it, it it was in the the ballpark of thirty million. It cost thirty million to bring in that class. Thirty million dollars. <laughs> and then Jimbo Jimbo talking nil on twenty four seven sports. Uh, it didn't affect recruiting at all. This $30, $30 million thing is a joke. This idea that there's some fund out there and it was all written on bro, Bi- bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread. And now all of a sudden the country believes it. Yeah. So, you know, maybe this, <laughs> but, but it's absolutely true. Like, it, it absolutely costs that much to, to bring in that, that type of class. At this, at this point in time, and th- this is what, this is what's happening is <clears throat> Jimbo, there is a fund out there. And, and now what you have to do 
is you have to be smart about it. Like your uh, your neighbors over at the uh, University of Texas, just go make the Flapjack Foundation or whatever the fuck that lame nonprofit was that they called it. That all the linemen are getting paid, you know, an X amount of money to sign there for. That's all. That's all you have to do now. This is the era that we live in. You just have to funnel that money into some just baloney nonprofit or a, a company that's right. going to give you an IL deal. Like that's all you have to do, and then you wash your hands clean of it, and you can sit there and be like, yeah. We have $30 million of NIL deals for the people coming in. Like, Well, and, and here's the thing. So, like, it, I'm going to bring Michigan. Obviously, like, I know more about the Michigan State situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're obviously participating in NIL just as any other program is trying to. So the way they're doing it is called the Michigan State Exchange. It's connecting Spartan student athletes with businesses for NIL opportunities. Yep. It's essentially a portal, right? It's a portal. The businesses go in. They can see kind of who's registered in there, who they'd want to sponsor, has their profiles. It's just it. It. Uh, alleviates it that way it's, it's off the books of the it's not just the football program you know doing it it's they're allowing all the all the athletes right it's, uh, it's right. all for the university it's funded by the university it's backed by them uh, so you know they have to go above the book for most of it are there probably backdoor deals absolutely yeah. right? there always yeah. has been yes. um you at least have to try and that's the thing right. with texas a&m they're just not trying to they're just oh well like hey finally like we can open up our pocketbooks and for some yeah. reason yeah. throw like these old fucking white dudes are just super happy to throw millions of dollars at these 17 18 year old kids who aren't even guaranteed to play maybe there is maybe there's some contract involved yeah. which and you know, that could even get dicier but it's just you know, good for Jimbo for trying to trying to deny it, but we all know what's going on. Everyone knows right. what's going on. Right. Other programs have been doing this, like the, you know the LSU's, the Bama's, like they have been doing this to some to some regard. They're just smarter about it. And right. Texas A&M, you just got to be smarter about it. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, and I feel like I feel like it's 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 Jimbo is not. I mean, he knows how the sausage is made. No, like no no way around it. But I feel like Jimbo is a guy who's trying to like keep himself like hey listen like like i like i'm going to coach this team i'm going to recruit however like my, right. my assistants and my recruiting coordinators and all these guys like however they got to get pen to paper so fucking be it like I, I don't he's gonna wipe his hands yeah i didn't know i didn't know and, that well, and i feel like he's starting to get agitated because he knows that this is happening and i feel like that's why and i feel like if he goes back and if he could have that shot again he wouldn't really mention the like i know how they all recruit because now it's like when you go to the SEC conference meetings, uh, nobody's gonna want to shake your hand there, Jimbo, because you're you're trying to oust everybody here. But right. I, I just feel like Jimbo strikes me as a guy where it's like like he is the truest, purest form of football coach, and he's just like I really just want to coach football. Like, however you get these kids here, like I don't give a shit because Jimbo wasn't paid money back in the day to play. Like he like he, right. he does, not not saying he agrees or disagrees with it, but like. He just wants to fucking coach. And so having to stand up there and get drilled by the media over this, like, I can see how he just snapped. It was like, listen, right. just shut the fuck up. You don't want to know how this is done. This this sums it up. Jimbo at A&M in 2018, zero five stars. 2019, two five stars. 2020, two five stars. 2021, one five star. NIL introduced. So 2022, seven five stars. Then the highest rated class of all time, the number one player in 2023 class, just left College Station reclassified in 2022 this morning. So, I mean, anyways, it, it's well, crazy. It's it, 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 what we expected, right? This is kind of what we expected. There's going to be those who, who go well beyond the gray area, um, well, ones that try to structure it to kind of fit in that gray area, and then the ones who just don't even have really the money to play. But, but this is what we talked about at the very, very, very beginning. Like when Even when we started this podcast, is this that NIL in, in best practice, and whether that best practice is 100% moral, who knows? But in best practice, this is going to allow – the playing field to be leveled for these other, because like, let's be honest before NIL, 
Texas A&M, yes, they'll, they'll obviously they'll, they'll squeak out a win against Alabama. But like they weren't really in the in the picture to compete in the SEC, let alone the national title. Like like they weren't ever really there. They were good, but like they were never really anything special. This is this is it. Like th- this is all coming to fruition for them, and all it took was to be able to just throw some money around. So I mean, hate it. I'm sure, I mean, there's people who hate it, but like it's going to make it more exciting, right? Because now all of a sudden, Texas A&M is all of a sudden the same breath as I wouldn't say Alabama or Georgia, but like the next tier down. It's sure. it's kind of they're they're building that Georgia Death Death Star, right? To just you know they're there, and then all they have to do is kind of wait for that one opportunity where there might be a little bit of a lull, a down year, this and that. But uh, yeah. We all better hope, we all better hope that 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 the NCAA and the College Football Commission comes together and like figures out this expansion deal because right. it could be four SEC teams real quick. <laughs> well, and that's what, like, and I, I don't know if we talked about it, but there was some, um, last time there was some Big Ten realignment talk that was going on, which I really hope ends up getting done. Um, essentially, the way, the way they're going to try to structure it, um, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 are basically going to kind of make an alliance, essentially. Instead of us playing like your three or four cupcake games, you're matching up and you're playing a team from the ACC and a team from you, – you might have one like non-conference game, right. like, a, like a tune-up game, but then it's like you're going to play University of Washington and then you're going to play University of Miami, right? Like, right. And that, that way – and then they'll have to structure it, and this is if the playoff expands, they'll have to structure it where – like a certain amount of teams get in. Listen, the playoff is always going to be the SEC. Like Clemson had their little run, great. Right. It's always <laughs> going to be just for the SEC. So it's like, I don't like. It just doesn't bother me. Like you know, right. if Michigan State somehow gets there, awesome. We're just going to get beat again. Like it's just right, not right. for us. It's well, just, at this point, it's not. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. It's not eliminating this. Like like you said, the SEC right. will always be there. It's just giving us some some more variety and a couple more games to watch before it inevitably is Alabama and Georgia in 2052, and yep. somehow Nick Saban is still alive and Kyle's just shaking his fist. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, outside of that, though, I mean, so some notable like recruiting classes. A shout out to Miami. They they're they're up at I think like the number 14 class. So um, it's cool to see. Um, you know, that, that kind of paying off. It was Mario Cristobal, right? That's uh, yes, sir. Not, okay. it's like I've been a little rusty with college football the last few weeks. Yeah, Mario Cristobal there um, making some impacts. I want the U to be back. And it's not just because Brandon, our dear friend Brandon, it's just fun. It would just be fun to see them be like, like really good again. Like not just yeah. pretenders, like be good again. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That would be really fun. Um, Michigan State had a good class. It, lot, lots of, you know. Some decent classes out there, uh, but probably the biggest transfer finally made his uh, decision. And uh, hey, dear friend Caleb Williams, no longer, over <laughs> sooner, he's now gone no. to taking no. his his, co- his talents to uh, Los Angeles. No longer Boomer Sooner, uh, no longer Badger there for a second. For right. some reason, like he was one time Badger. Badger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one time Badger. Uh, long, yeah, he's, he'll always be a Badger. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this this isn't this isn't really a big surprise, right? Like, if you're keeping up with this, it, it, I I don't think this is you know I, I feel like this was probably the front runner as far as Vegas odds if they were putting it on it. Like, it, we all kind of knew this was going to happen, but I guess now the question is like. Good decision. Like, I mean, is USC gonna be able to like? Or is Utah in trouble, Kyle? Like, like was this is this Lincoln right, Riley like, and Caleb at the same time? Like, are we talking business or what? Listen, they're putting the money into it. Like, if they don't, it's gonna be a failure. Like, right. they're there, right? Right. I don't know. I mean, Utah's always gonna be good. They're always gonna be solid, right? You know, and that's why that Rose Bowl last year. I got it. It's just like shout out to Ohio State for pulling that off. But that would have been the crowning achievement, really, because. Right. 
it's just going to get harder. It's just going to get right. harder. You you had that run when USC was down and Washington was down when the Arizona school sucked. Which, by the way, um, Arizona State's a dumpster fire, and I love to see it. it I, nothing makes me happier. <laughs> they brought in all those coaches. They tried splash money around, all these pro coaches, <laughs> this and that. And then the NCAA was like, you guys didn't even try to hide anything that you're doing, and we're going to need you to fire literally everybody. So, <laughs> fuck Arizona State. They're just an annoying program to me. Um, and I love to see them right now uh, really struggling. So, I, I I mean, to bring it back to Caleb Williams, is he, and I know we've only seen a small sample size, Does is he enough to make USC with the, you know, I know they'll obviously bring some guys in and there's probably some transfer portal, but like the foundation that was already there that Lincoln Riley took I, over, I mean, I are we talking business or no? I don't think quarterback was their issue. Their issue was just culture. You just get like too many kids, and we always would bring it up that you know the TikTok Zoomers who get down right. to Los Angeles and, that, and they think they're fucking hot shit. You know, right. and, and I don't blame them. It's fucking probably really nice down there. USC is beautiful and things like that. But it's a culture thing. It wasn't just like oh they were a quarterback away from being good. Like they were shit. Like they right. were like top to bottom. They just had. All like these athletes who just didn't know how to play together, all these all-stars who just they couldn't figure it out. Maybe Lincoln Riley gets it, but it's different when you're in Oklahoma, right? Um, yeah. When you're at Oklahoma because there's just not – don't get me wrong. There's, there's other things to do out there, I'm sure, but like you're there to play football. It's the same thing with right. Kentucky, right? Basketball. You're there to play basketball for a year, and then you go. Right. Like there's just a lot of distractions at USC and it's hard to get the right. kids focused and then they're going to have NIL. They're going to be like, oh, I'm going to be a, a famous TikToker. Watch this dance I do. And the Juju Smith-Schuster's of the world. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's a culture thing. And so if he can develop a culture, they're great. But it, it, and that's what makes Utah great. It's like you come here, you're damn right. You're playing football because you're not going to be partying and drinking much. <laughs> well, well, and and, and there, there's another like as you were talking, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, USC is in the you're, they're talking now because they can throw money around, and like Arizona State tried, but like Utah, like is our is our alumni base like or is our donor base like because I mean, there's a lot of a lot of salary in the state that goes to the, the rival down south. Right. Well, they're they're putting 61 million into a new indoor practice facility. So like that's like step one. You got to have the facilities to even get anyone on campus. So like it's those types where, of steps that are going there. They're going to put that indoor practice facility. I, I think they're renovating. They must be renovating something or who fucking knows. Yeah, <laughs> he just went over to like the yeah the biology building. Like, hey, guys, sorry. Yeah, uh, this go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you guys. Um, yeah, that's it's it's no joke. I mean, that that really is how it is. But um, no, I, I'm not worried about Utah. Like, I don't like. Do I think they're gonna be you know just running amok and and winning titles every single year? No, they're gonna be a nine and ten win team just about every other season. Um, right. and and that's that in and of itself is an accomplishment. Well, and, so. and I feel like they've cemented their legacy of always like like now. Conversation. Players that yeah. come through Utah are always going to be able to like you know recommend and like when they have kids like they'll probably like depending on how good their kids are but like they'll probably push them to like go to Utah because Utah is substantiated themselves in in a Power Five conference as being a, a, a contender every year whether that's like a legitimate like I, I don't want to go pull up all the rankings and see if they came in like second all the time but like. Like they're they're always going to be in contention for a Pac-12 title, and especially like the the demographic that they pull recruits from, I feel like they're going to be safe. Like like I, again, I don't think they're ever going to go get a guy who's like a, a light up the board, you know, NFL number one pick. I don't think that, but like they're going to get a very solid core group of guys year in and year out. So, right, and um, 
our Utes are going to be just fine. They're going to be just fine. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah Dillon's is Oklahoma. Didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't uh, Oklahoma got, I think, Dylan Gabriel, right? They transferred from UCF. Um, Something like that. Yeah, that's good. yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. You know, I think. Don't worry, Sooner fans. I'm sure you guys will be fine. But well, I mean, I think that at least it's over. The, this whole thing is finally over. Okay. It's like the whole Caleb right. Williams thing was the last thing that was like okay, like right. that that sucked. But we will boomer. We'll, what we'll leave it. We'll leave know. it on just one last note. But like in in respects to the boomers, boomers, boomer Sooners. Uh, I feel like a, a, a storyline that's not really talked about a lot is that they had a, a very good defense by Oklahoma standards last year, and you just brought in arguably one of the best defensive minds in college football. So, like, yes, your your fifty two point you know seven touchdown a game throwing quarterback may have just left, but like, I mean, it, you're not not in shambles. But anyway, and then Kyle, the only other thing I had is players just can't stand Brian Kelly. We don't have to talk anymore about it. <laughs> that shit is so Kelly. funny. That shit's so funny. I like what they're trying to do, and it's like you you picked you paid the wrong guy if you want him dancing and yeah, you know, like look at Mel Tucker just fucking the sweat swag from his every pore on his body. Brian Kelly is the swag absorber. You could bring the swaggiest guy into the room, and he's gonna leave looking like fucking Steve Urkel. You know? Oh it's yeah. Just, oh yeah. Well, it, yeah. and it's like it's like hey Brian. Next door, we got fucking Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, like this. Right, is- I love, I love it. I, but like, I, I used to hate Ole Miss. I can't hate him with Lane Kiffin. I love Lane Kiffin. He's just so funny, and he gets it. He's just. You, do you follow him on Twitter at all? Oh yeah, oh yeah. At those pictures he's been taking with the crew, like in front of like Don't his Maserati, like yeah. <laughs> drip drop. <laughs> like yeah. this dude is fucking hilarious. You, but Brian Kelly, like, stop. Just listen. Just go because that's not your that's not your thing. Like you just that's not your that's not your shtick. Your shtick is being just the good old ball coach, like right. just being the good. But that, old ball coach. that's on LSU and their meet. Like the LSU is like, oh, this is what we have to do. This is what everyone else is doing. It's like sometimes you got to zig when others zag, and especially if you have Brian Kelly as your head coach. Yes. Like, if you if want, you, yeah, it's you. You chose the different path, so. And if you're if you're coach O, wherever you're sitting with a a 26 year old blonde from the bar that you brought home, like. You're watching this all unfold, and you're like, I, I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna be the Bayou King for the rest of my life, because like I, nobody will ever replicate what we did, and I don't think LSU's gonna win another national championship in the foreseeable future. I don't see it happening either. It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be rough. So, <clears throat> well, anyway, that's full. That's full. Kyle, did you get football fixed? Did you? I you did. Have all the fo- you want? You want to throw football? You want to go for the football? Want to go throw football? Yeah, no, oh, that was good. And and like I said, there'll be more days like this. We got it. Spring's right around the corner. Spring football's right around the corner. God, I fucking hope so, but. On to and basketball. On to college basketball. You want to what talk about a top ball point? You want to talk about top ball point? Uh, yes. Go uh, let, do or do we run down quick top? Uh, we'll do like top sixteen. <laughs> top sixteen. Is Michigan State at sixteen? Is that no? Oh, no, Ohio, Ohio State's at sixteen. So I got to make sure <laughs> our our beloved Ohio State fan base gets their shine. Listen, um, we respect our listeners. We do everything for the listeners. Right. This is as the same as AP top 25. Uh, Auburn, Gonzaga, UCLA, Purdue, Kentucky, Houston, Arizona, Baylor, Duke at number nine, Kansas 10, Wisconsin 11, Villanova 12, Michigan State 13, Texas Tech, Providence, and Ohio State at 16. That's Damn. as it stands right now. But Damn. there's been some there's been some shakeup since then, even just last night. Uh, last night, for example, Arizona takes down number three. UCLA. So there's going to be some shuffling there. And I guess there's a video. It's on the college football subreddit. 
Uh, UCLA forward Mac Etienne spits on fans in Zona Zoo. And Ooh. I guess he's been arrested because of it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I get, yeah, I'll have to watch this video. But yeah, so uh, that's what you love to see. You love it. You love to see it. And, and the same thing. Did you watch? Did you watch Texas Tech, Texas? No, because I was at work. I I, I, oh. I tuned in for like little bits and pieces of it. It was the the crowd alone, just just popping into the game when I could. It was, was bananas. They were like harassing the the bus before, but the night before the game, all the fans are out there flipping off Chris Beard. They hate it. They hate it, and it's great for college basketball. Chris Beard knew what he was getting into. Leaving Texas Tech, going to Texas for the bag. He got oh, the bag. Uh, he he wanted that smoke essentially, and Texas Tech is smoke. like they're just one of those teams that is absolutely terrifying because they don't necessarily play a great form of basketball. I wouldn't say, uh, but defensively, it is a an absolute defensive juggernaut. It's unbelievable, um, especially when you look at their like at they're like six five at least at every single position on the floor two twenty. Yeah. Um, you know, they're forward, 6'8", 235. They have uh, Bryson Williams, another forward, 6'8", 240. They have Adonis Arms, which is a great name, 6'5", 200. <laughs> I mean, they're just giant. <laughs> Kevin, Mc- uh, one of their guards, 6'6", 210. And these are all, I'm just going off like the starting minutes. Davion Warren, another guard, 6'6", 205. They're huge. They're fucking huge, and they like they just swallow you on defense, and then they just figure out a way to you know get the rebounds, get all that. They're just a giant team. They're terrifying to me, Texas Tech, um, and uh, they're just one of those teams that you know come tournament time if they get hot, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. But uh, enough of that. We're here for one reason only, and that's uh, Duke basketball. Uh, Duke Duke's back, <clears throat> big time back. <clears throat> Listen, we took our lumps in the beginning. We had we had to figure some things out. Those are scheduled um, losses, right? Coach K needs those right. losses in order to be able to coach his team. Because if they're too good, then why is he there? Well, right? and how how lame, how lame is the championship DVD slash retirement montage when it's like they went undefeated, ran the board, took on the trail? Like nobody wants that. We, we want a little adversity, and we want. But in all seriousness, those lo- the lot those losses in, in all in previous years. Those are what Duke needs. They need the little reality checks, just like we talk about with your, you know, Tom Izzo artificially throwing some games to get his players a little taste of reality, because that's like that's what they need. And now it's all coming to Apollo Banchero playing phenomenally, and then it's just like Joey Baker, you know, he's hitting the shots he's supposed to. Theo John, our backup center, he's coming in, he's putting in very good minutes, very good, like doesn't score a lot, but just holds down the paint for us, like. Wendell Moore, it, like all the pieces are coming together, and it's a very tough ACC conference. I mean, it's just a <laughs> bloodbath up and down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think I sent it to you. I think they're, what the last game was against Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, they held Notre Dame to 14 points in the first half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the thing. is, It's just like it's – this is why – and Texas Tech is – Texas Tech is the biggest threat to a team, a team like Duke because – if if Duke can hold a team to 14 points and like allow their scores to obviously like over like compensate for that, if we're out, it's going to be great. And like usually that's how we all want it to work. But a team like Texas Tech could also like stunt the growth of a Duke team. Like like right. we, it could be it could be you know 35 35 with like 10 minutes left in the second half. It very well could be that kind of game. But yep. no, I think uh, we're peaking at the right moment. I think we're peaking at the right moment. Uh, we got big one this weekend. Big one tomorrow, four o'clock. 
Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Got the wings on. If you want to come over for uh, 32 minutes, you are always welcome. But uh, that's all I really got, Kyle. Duke's back. Enough said. You know, it's it, everything's peaking at the right time. We're winning. Yeah, life is good. No, Duke's looking pretty good. Um, yeah, as far as uh, the quick Michigan State update, uh, you know, took some lumps. We, uh, you know, lost on the road to Illinois. They didn't even have their full team. Um, but then, you know, we come back and we shit pump Michigan, which was just great to see. <laughs> just absolutely dominate them. Um, and then uh, equal out on on the road against Maryland, you know, last second shot by Malik Hall, which is always great to see because I feel like it's been a while since we've actually made those last second shots. It's like we're always in that opportunity. And then we had the last shot, and then, uh, well, we're going to overtime because we didn't make it. Or they turn around, they, they you know, they somehow get it and win, and blah, blah, blah. So that was good to see. In, like, it doesn't matter. Maryland's not the best team. Any win on the road in the Big Ten, that's a success. And Michigan State's next test is, is this weekend against Rutgers, which, like, you wouldn't think Rutgers, like, they're coming in at 12 and 9, eighth in the Big Ten. If you haven't seen a game at the Rack, which is uh, their new basketball stadium that they built just a few years ago, it's great. It's an awesome facility, and it's crazy. It is such a cool environment, and people like consistently say it's one of the toughest places to play in college basketball. Well, and Rutgers just knocked off. Wasn't it Purdue earlier this year at home? Let me look. Yeah, it was number, when they were ranked number one. First Purdue at home, seventy to sixty-eight. Yeah, and, and I can't. I in people who have a brain and that like basketball know this but it, it cannot be stated enough basketball is the game where you can lose on any given day to any given team like it, it doesn't matter how good the others like maryland <laughs> like maryland it yeah. can be a, the worst team in the world in the game of basketball if shots just aren't falling for you and things just aren't really going your way and, and a couple fouls go against you and like it, it, it could fuck up the entire flow of the game so win, wins are wins the two points 10 points 20 points a win is a win when is a win and that's the college basketball way because that's you just gotta have to find ways different ways to win too and you gotta have different players step up uh you know because like i said now now it's starting to take shape um you know looking at like which teams which teams you think can can make some noise in the tournament um and i think we're both on the same page as long as it's not fucking villanova like come on like can somebody (laughs) just not let like villanova you know or a team like houston houston's gonna be there because they play nobody they play fucking nobody um, right. Villanova is going to be there. You know, teams like Providence, USC, even even hovering around there. Xavier, you know, your usual sex those, suspects. Those, are good. <laughs> those, those guys are gone. Those, eh. uh, Villanova, yeah, like I I could do without seeing Jay Wright in in another one. But <laughs> Kentucky, I think Kentucky. Seriously though, I think this is this could be Kentucky's year. I, I think it could, but what like to that point though is it's it's the teams like it's the Houston's. It's the Texas Techs, and I'll even throw – you take UCLA or Arizona and swap them out, interchange them, whichever one you want, because after watching last night's game, they're, they're pretty much an identical team. So either one, those are the teams that are going to disrupt a lot of a lot of paths to the tournament just because they're just they're, – they're tall across the board. they got a lot of height, got a lot of length, and they're just – they can just really disrupt the game. So, like, if Kentucky comes out and Kentucky plays the game that Kentucky wants to play, and, like, we've seen them play this year with Ty Ty – it's it's a wrap. Like I don't even know why Gonzaga's up there. But right. Well, you look at yeah Kentucky. They're led by Oscar Sheboy, which like it's just an Wouldn't awesome. Name. I've probably yeah Sheboy T S T S H I E B W E. I can just imagine now Paulo Vanchero lined up against Oscar Sheboy, and it's just going to be back and forth. All the other players in the quarter just going to be sitting out at the three point line. It's going to be like two guys like that, just you know, who are going to be surefire top. Top three, top well, five, and, and, and by later on in the game, 
uh, Banchero will probably have lost his, his sixth pound of sweat, and so Shibwe will probably just start taking it to him because that right. dude is just an absolute six nine. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not Duke's year. No, honestly, this is a Duke's year. We're not going to win a chip. We want to send Coach K off a chip. It's not going to happen. Uh, I I would like to think we're we're a we're a partial Texas Tech podcast because I think that team is just going to. If they, I don't. Yeah, I can't uh, hate them. Like they, I mean, they beat Michigan State in the Final Four a couple of years ago, which was like I remember just getting there and being like Texas Tech, like really, Texas Tech. And then you watch them play defense, and you're like, yeah, this is annoying. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's like it's like their team's almost built of the guys where it's like you know Tom Izzo goes to the same recruiting games and the same AU tournaments that you know Texas Tech does. And what happens is Tom Izzo walks away with the guy. Texas Tech walks away with all of the other guys. Like. Yep. Texas Tech doesn't have, you know, like, oh, my God, like, it's it's this guy. It's the McDonald's All-American. They yeah, recruit it, to a system. We have we have a bunch of – we average 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, uh, and we're all fast as shit, and we can all score from any level of the court. Like, okay, fine, perfect. Yeah, and that's what makes college basketball great because it just – Oh, say it again. Say it again. Yeah, I, what, what I, say it again. hate that you think I don't like college basketball. <laughs> I'm watching college basketball since before you're born. I mean, I hate that you think I'm part of the all right, but you know what, Kyle? We just move well, on. <laughs> well, there's a lot of signs that could point that way. So I just I, don't worry. You're on the list. I made sure the FBI knows. Uh, he popped off here in Salt Lake, like suspect number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they're gonna kick in my door and see me in my underwear eating chicken wings on the middle of day Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But I, there's some good games. So, like, as far as what we're going to watch uh, this upcoming weekend, which if you guys are sitting around, Cheetah. this is going to sound really dumb. It's it's Super Bowl this weekend. No. It's next weekend, right? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I was like, is it this fucking weekend? Because it just didn't seem right that it's going to be. Yeah, I guess has, today's February 4th. Yeah. I was just making sure. So, it, you know, this will be a good weekend to watch some college basketball. Um Starting Saturday, you have uh, Connecticut versus Villanova, 17 versus 12. That should be a pretty decent game um, for the most part. Michigan-Purdue, no. Michigan State-Rutgers on it, too, for your little afternoon sesh. That'll be a good one. But, yeah, Baylor-Kansas, 8 versus 10. USC-Arizona, Duke-North Carolina, Kentucky-Alabama. And that's really about it. I mean, that's that's it for the games that we're because listen, we want you guys to sit down and watch them with us. You know, we want we want us all we want all the dogs to eat. So we'll be locked in this weekend. Right. It's, and it'll be good. It, it's I'm not saying sit there and watch the entire game. Just bounce back and forth and watch some stretches, because let me tell you, like college basketball, for the most part, as a viewing experience is ass. It's horrible to watch. It really is. I so I turned it on Michigan State Maryland. I um, we went out to dinner with our, our good friend Ray. Shout out Ray. I uh, came to visit down here in Salt Lake. We I went out to dinner. I didn't really watch the game. Uh, I get home. There's like three minutes left, and it was like it was a close game. Michigan State blew a lead, and of course it's a close game. There was I'm not kidding. I think like two minutes and roughly like 35 seconds left. I cannot stress how long those final two and a half minutes took. And like I get everyone so so many timeouts. I'm not kidding. It was every single play. It was either it was either like a missed shot or something that went out of bounds, and the rest had to review it. They went over, they reviewed it. They went over, reviewed it. Yeah, Commercial break. Yeah, they went over, they reviewed yeah. it. They come back, they're still reviewing it. Finally, we get the ball in. All we do is go down and we dribble to the half court and call timeout. So <laughs> it's like and right. that back and forth. Every single possession, it went out of bounds for us. They had to go review it. Like no one scored a yes. goal for like two and a half minutes. They get the ball. They dribble down the half court. They call a timeout to get their seven. And I'm just like, I can't believe what I'm watching. I can't believe it. Like, I was just sitting there. 
it's horrible. For the most part, it's horrible, if the, especially in the Big Ten, because like they, the refs are just ass up and down. There's other conferences that let them play. You know, I'm sure Duke, North Carolina will be a little bit more exciting. Kansas, Baylor, you know, things like that. Connecticut, Villanova. If you don't watch the Big Ten, I don't blame you because I love the Big Ten. It's horrible to watch on on a nightly basis. I'm just saying that right now. Are you done? Yes. <laughs> All right, now let me allow me a second here to just debunk all of your fucking problems. First of all, I agree. Like the, the review, the re- actual, the review portion of it, it shouldn't take all fucking three of them. It, it should take the head, the crew chief of the entire fucking you know ump or ump, the ref squad, go over there, look at it, and just be done with it. Like like it, it, I agree with you on that front. But what I'm going to tell you is, you have to think about it in the spectrum of like. We do this in football, but the only reason does it feel like this in football is because once like that like interchange of possession has been decided, the other team like we get we get plays in the series in between where we have to even look at nothing. That that little flick of the finger that went out on Michigan right. State or Maryland, like that's that's crucial to the game. That changes the possession, so you have to get that right. So I, I and I understand that because then it's like the dribble down, they take timeout, placement timeout. I get it. I get what you're saying. So I think the way to remedy that is like I said. We have all these games are televised nowadays, and there's always somebody watching. You know, back at the headquarters or back at the broadcast truck or whatever. Just fucking appoint a guy at every game. Be like, you are going to be the replay official. Our guys aren't even going to go over and fucking look at it. You have every angle. Right. Buzz down if it's blatantly obvious mistake because some of those like it was just one and then you have to put physics into it because it's like well you see these two hands there but then if you look at this finger and then you look at where the ball went he was swiping this way the ball kind of went that way so you know it's like just if it's one of those if it's blatantly obvious buzz it down if it's not and really what the reason why they do this Mike is just betting. It's because of Vegas. <laughs> That's why it's so important to review every. It's it's not because of the the integrity of the game. It's because there's a lot of money on each of these games. Well, yeah, yes, but that's what I'm saying is like we we have like uh, us sitting at home and we are very dumb. I can't speak for the, everybody, but like I'm fucking. Sorry, sorry, I'm special. Um, like we could get these calls right. Like like we we could sit here and we could like you see it happen and you see a couple different angles and you're like okay that like it's that guy's ball and it's going that way and it's like we're right all the time. So it shouldn't it shouldn't take three full grown men going over to consult the like monitor and then all like we could get the call right in less time. So I agree with you on that point. Like I agree with you one hundred percent. But you also have to you have to acknowledge that in the game of basketball, that change of possession could like directly affect the outcome of the game, especially in the last two minutes. I mean, that's the whole reason we're interview- we're reviewing it. Pretty much. So. But anyways, there's some good games on this weekend. There's some good games on. Absolutely. Do it while you're doing your chores or you're out and about. Just kind of look at some scores. And there's some good, a lot of good talent out there. It's a pretty wide open year. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Sure. But um, are we a college football podcast, Mike? Are we a college basketball podcast? Or are we a hunt showdown podcast? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we I think we just started another podcast separate from this for hunt showdown. <laughs> Mike and I have been grinding the Louisiana Bayou. If you don't know what Hunt, Hunt Showdown is, look it up. It's such a fun game, and that's basically no, give him, give, him, give him the quick 30-second elevator pitch, because when you say it, it sounds like the dumbest game possible. You're, you're, it's 1885, there, thereabouts. You're Louisiana bounty hunters, essentially, uh, but you got all sorts of, like, these kind of crazy voodoo. You, you have to go find one of, like, three or four different, like, kind of these boss enemies, but it's P, it's PVE, so it's you versus like a bunch of these like zombies and stuff. But it's also other hunters that are also trying to hunt you. That's, so you're hunting, and then you show down, hunt showdown. 
Uh, but it's one of those where it's not like Call of Duty where you're sliding around and snapping on aim and siphoning. Th- it's like it's it feels like you're actually shooting a fucking rifle from the 1885s because it's impossible to aim half the time. But um, God, it's just a lot of fun. It's so much fun, and it it didn't take much to convince Mike, you know, because it's hard to recommend certain games. But uh, all I said was Louisiana Bounty Hunters 1885, and he was like, "I'm in." <laughs> it's the same reason that I'll <laughs> any rendition of Red Dead Redemption I'll always buy. Right, it. just, it's just it's just like that, and it's uh, it's uh, it's like a weird mix between zombies, Red Dead Redemption, and um, and a little bit of BR mixed in. So yeah, that's where Mike and I have been grinding. We'll be grinding some more this weekend. So uh, yeah, it's uh, check it out. It, it's it's an awesome game. But, will we? Will we? I gotta go to the Salt Flats. Apparently, we're gonna drive all the way out there to go to the, the fucking Salt Flats. If you haven't seen it, they're kind of interesting. So it's just fucking. I can see a it's picture a salt. of it. It's a yeah, thing. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But uh, with that, Michael, is there anything else you'd like to uh, bestow upon our viewer, viewers before we head on out? Mm, for this weekend, no, no. For ne- for next weekend, we might have to get Drozzy on the pod because I'll be back in, so. in in Colorado, and I, I mean, obviously, Super Bowl is the main the main attraction, but I wouldn't mind discussing uh, maybe putting together a little little parlay piece, so maybe some college ball. Right, I, I think that'll be fun. Yeah, we'll 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 kind of discuss a little. Not, I mean, we're not an NFL podcast, but it's the Super Bowl. You can't really not. Oh, but but I mean, like, I we, let's get Brandon on we'll, we'll, a little bit about the Super Bowl. But I think it'd be fun. Let's put let's put our, our knowledge to the test here and see if we can put together like a a reasonable parlay, not one of those patented Brandon Drills fourteen leg European soccer Russian ping pong parlays. I just want a nice five leg college basketball parlay. Kyle. We'll all put it in and we'll all go in except Brandon. Cause he never goes in with us. So it'll just be me and you, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But for that, uh, big Mike, thank you as always, uh, to our listeners, uh, please like review and subscribe. We are name image podcast. Follow us on Twitter at name image pod. Uh, do all that fun stuff. And like I said, make the, make it so this is our day job. Can you guys just do that? Can we get, can we get NIL? Are we eligible for that? If we get a sponsor? I don't know. Hey, hey, I mean, uh, you know, B. Willie's coach was looking me up and down. He was like, hey, you got four years? I was like, of course I got four years. Probably only play one and blow out a knee, but of course I got four. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, but for Big Mike, thanks again to your listeners. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, watch some college basketball. Tweet us some questions. I don't know. Give us something to talk about. Not that we have any issues finding things to talk about because this is what we do. So, uh, once again, have a, have a great weekend. We know skill. Mm-hmm. Skip, I know skill. Like that, skill. Anything else you want to know about me, skill? Mm-hmm.